Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Our guest Kristen Schneeman joins us today from Westport where she is a member of the nonpartisan RTM and was one of the first proponents of an ordinance to ban over time a gas-powered leaf, um, those gas-powered leaf blowers, which are incredibly noisy and also emit all kinds of pollutants, particulates into the air. Kristen Schneeman, welcome to the show today. I'm so glad that you're on. I'd like you to explain to us exactly what the Westport ordinance does um, and a little bit about how hard it was to get from where you were to where you are. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Lisa, for having me back. It's great to speak with you again. I also just wanted to mention the issues you covered in your opener just really kind of reminded me why it's really it's so important for us to have voices like yours to kind of give us that hyper local <laughs> perspective and news. So thanks very much for everything that you do and, and for the opportunity to be here today. Sure. Um, so as you as you mentioned, we were uh, fortunate in Westport to be able to pass uh, this January and, and a local ordinance. Uh, to restrict the use of gas-powered leaf blowers in Westport. Uh, and uh, being here today is very timely because the first um, round of those restrictions uh, starts this May 15th. Um, so from, and, and will evolve next summer. So this year, from May 15th to October 15th, uh, gas leaf blowers may not be used in Westport on Sundays or holidays, uh, after three o'clock on Saturdays, and before 8 a.m. or after 6 p.m. on weekdays. Um, that's kind of the, the sort of the core of the ordinance. There's some other um, some other additional provisions, some ex- exceptions and exemptions, uh, but that's the basics. And we're hoping that people we want to make sure people are aware of that, um, and also that they're letting their landscapers, if they use landscapers, know uh, in particular, and um, might want to spread the word to their neighbors um, as well. Um, I will say that there are exceptions for homeowners that are doing their own yard work. There are longer hours that apply to an individual homeowner who's doing their own yard work, um, and there are longer hours allowed if you're using an electric blower. Next summer in 2024, so from starting May 15th, 2024, gas blowers will be banned all summer. So we're kind of encouraging people to uh, jump on the electric bandwagon now <laughs> mm-hmm. um, in, you know, in time for next, for next summer. So we're hoping we'll have some relief. Um, for folks in Westport um, this year and, and even more next year. I'm sure I'm not the only one who noticed 
uh, a few weeks ago when spring sprang oh, officially the that the chorus of a leaf blowers just really kind of kicked in right away. Right um, away. And go, seems to go on most of the day. That's right. Well, you know what, Kristen, when I got you, first of all, I'm going to publish that chart that you sent me. Thank you so much for this little PDF chart. But I, the first thing I did was I sent this, um, I sent these restrictions to my own um, landscaper. Um, and I had been speaking with Jorge for the last two or three years that this was coming, this was coming. And he said, yeah, but I know he didn't want to put the money into updating his equipment. So how much on average have we determined, do we know it's going to cost an average landscaper to ditch their gas-powered leaf blowers and go to electric? Yeah. Uh, um, so first of all, I just want to emphasize that we're not asking anybody to ditch anything, essentially. Um, people will, landscapers and individuals will be able to continue to use gas blowers, particularly dur- during those times when you might feel you need the most, you know, in the fall, especially, obviously, with the big leaf drops, um, uh, there are Um, Very few restrictions in fall, winter, or spring, either this year or going forward uh, into next year. So we're really not asking anybody to ditch anything or replace existing equipment. Um, If, uh, again, this summer there are time and day of the week restrictions, um, but not uh, an outright ban of any kind. Um, You know, going forward, I think um, landscapers would need to supplement their existing gas equipment with electric equipment if they need to blow uh, in the summer. I think, as you know, the uh, vast majority of leaf blowing or blowing that happens in the summer is pretty light duty. It's, you know, it's not heavy leaf drop. It's pollen. It's grass clippings. It's dirt <laughs> um, and dust. Um, and, um, you know, there's it's fairly light duty. Uh, and also, honestly, you know, blowing the grass clippings from your lawn is actually not particularly good for your lawn. Uh, that's part of the effort here. Um, and we have... Uh, Engagement from a lot of local groups, environmental groups like um, Sustainable Westport and Earth Place and Aspetuck Land Trust, who are uh, trying to get the word out about um, different types of landscaping practices, particularly in the summer, um, you know, that are actually healthier for your lawn and your soil, um, are healthier for the ecosystem, uh, not blowing, um, you know, leaf litter that provides habitat for, uh, you know, important insects, uh, pollinator pathways. There's just you know, a lot of reasons why blowing in the summer is not necessary and not desirable. Um, So all of that to say that, um, you know, part of the effort here is really to get the word out that we're not requiring uh, wholesale replacement of equipment and that we're really aiming to um, educate people about the need to just blow less, if at all, in the summer, um, if that's helpful. We're chatting with Kristen Schneeman. We're talking about all of this. Well, we don't do, in my family, this is our third year of No Mow May, so we don't blow anything Mm -hmm. in May. And so that's easy. And then we only actually mow our lawn every other week instead of every week. Um, And that's because of my guests on the show who have educated me about what the right thing is to do. So, and my own natural predilection, I've never used pesticides. So I don't, uh, I believe that the natural environment is what it is. And I don't mind seeing the buttercups and the posies and even the wild strawberries, which I know are invasive. But Vicki McCarthy of Save a Tree tells me that they provide ample food for a lot of different critters on the ground. So I shouldn't worry about them. So I'm good. I'm good. But I, but I hear what you're saying, Kristen. And let me ask you this. I know that Westport isn't the first. Uh, we reported that California, which I mean, California's 40 million people. They're not going to even allow the sale of any gas-powered leaf blowers in their state starting next year, right? They can't even sell them. They're actually, 
That's right. They're actually not going to be allowing the sale of gas-powered lawn and garden equipment, period, wow. <laughs> in the state of California starting next year. So, um, wow. Uh, yeah, I, I will say that um, – and, and the reason that they're doing that is that they have recognized in California that the emissions from gas-powered lawn and garden equipment is uh, very soon going to be outstripping the emissions from uh, gas-powered vehicles. So they're no kind of way. you know moving on from the, yes the, there's a lot of data behind this to show this um, and you know they kind of realize this is the next frontier for them to tackle pollution and smog in the state of California is really to limit the use of gas-powered lawn and garden equipment so they've um, put in this um, legislation to they're taking the approach of, of regulating the sale uh, starting January 1st 2024. Um, but you will literally not be able to buy a new gas-powered leaf blower, lawnmower, or any other piece of equipment in the state of California before the summer ban in our ordinance even takes effect. <laughs> so for folks who thought that what we were doing in Westport was radical in some way, uh, you know, I would certainly point to, uh, you know, California as going quite a lot farther. And that was kind of – there was bottom-up pressure in California, and we're hoping we'll see that in Connecticut. You know, more than 60 communities in California limited the use of gas blowers before they passed that much broader legislation. You know, in Westport – I mean, in Connecticut, Greenwich really honestly led the way a few years ago with um, a, a, you know, a fairly limited ordinance, and they're actually looking to strengthen it right now. Uh, Westport was able to pass ours. Now we're seeing Norwalk, Stamford, Fairfield, New Haven, Stratford, other towns – uh, considering ordinances. So I'm hoping that there will be a little bit of that grassroots pressure up uh, to the state level. I did actually become aware recently that the state is proposing, uh, there is a bill in the state at the state level proposing some incentives uh, for businesses to convert uh, battery to, to battery or electric uh, equipment from gas. So that's a nice, I don't know if that will pass or not, but uh, uh, that's a nice indication that maybe the state is sitting up and you know paying attention in Connecticut as well. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Yeah, well, you always get, uh, you should, and it, let me put it this way. I would think that that would be a capital investment. And so over time, you would be able to depreciate it as a regular business expense. But maybe there'll be some other kind of sweetener from the tax code. Who knows? We're yeah. chatting with Christian yeah, Shaman. Christian, I am looking in your biography. I don't. I know that I didn't know this. It says that you worked as the chief of staff in the Clinton White House. <laughs> I, w- I worked as a chief of staff for a, an advisor to Vice President Al Gore. So. Um, that was a long time ago. I was wow. quite a bit younger than I am now. <laughs> Very cool. Um, but I, I will, I will say it was a formative experience to get to work for Al Gore. Um, especially, I think, as we all know, he's been a very uh, prominent environmental advocate for a very long time. So, um, that was uh, maybe maybe a little bit of a formative experience for me. <laughs> well, it's very. Uh, I love your background and your bio. You're currently a senior director at a center which seeks to accelerate the process of discovering and developing new therapies to treat deadly diseases. That's pretty cool. 
um, I it, it's it, it's certainly I'm it's a mission that gets me out of bed every day. Yes, I've, I've been very fortunate in my career to get to work with some some great people on some great causes. <laughs> you know, I just love you know we have this thing at Kiwanis on Saturday mornings called Get to Know Your Fellow Kiwanian. We should have something called Get to Know Your Fellow. In my case, West Porter, or if you're in Stratford, Stratford or, or because it's so cool to get to know our neighbors and what they've done and accomplished. I'm I'm always in awe of the people that I might bump into and think, wow, you have a pretty cool career, Kristen. I must say, very cool. Well, thank you very much. I, I will say I've been really, you know, since I've uh, started serving on the RTM, I've really been uh, equally kind of impressed and in, in, in kind of learning about the backgrounds of a lot of the people that I serve with, in addition to my neighbors in Westport. But the RTM is full of people with uh, amazing uh, experience and experiences that they bring to the table. I got to ask you one more thing, Kristen Scheman, before I let you go. If if somebody is violating this, what is a distraught neighbor supposed to do? <laughs> yes. So um, I think, as, as you may recall, uh, and you asked me uh, earlier, I think about how challenging it was to get this uh, to get this ordinance passed. It was um, you know more than two years in the in the making, several years of advocacy before it even got to the RTM. Um, but uh, several years of debate and discussion and changes to the ordinance. And one of the issues that, um, you know, we, we really worked hard on and heard a lot about was enforcement. Um, and so if uh, someone is, uh, in the end, the conservation department in Westport is responsible for uh, enforcement of this ordinance. If uh, someone uh, is, um, you know, calls in a complaint or not uh, calls in, but writes in uh, with a complaint to the conservation department, uh, about a neighbor who might be, you know, habitually using or landscaper using the leaf blowers outside of compliance with the ordinance, um, the conservation department is going to send them um, educational materials as the property owner to say, are you aware that there's um, an ordinance in effect in Westport that has the following provisions? Here are the reasons why the ordinance exists, you know, all the reasons around, um, you know, the health challenges and the environmental challenges of the use of leaf blowers. Um, and uh, there is no, um, there are no uh, fines involved. I know there are people who are concerned about uh, there might be, uh, you know, a, not enough of an enforcement mechanism. But I think people were concerned about um, neighbors kind of taking pictures or submitting videos of their neighbors, you know, using gas-powered leaf blowers. And in the end, we didn't want this to be a punitive process. We wanted it to be a process of awareness and compliance. And I think we've seen that with other ordinances um, in town and in other places, such as Westport is famous for its uh, plastic bag ban, which took effect quite some time ago. Um, there is an enforcement mechanism there, but there have been almost no citations issued. Uh, warnings from the conservation department have really been sufficient to change people's behavior. So there are a lot of ways to, you know, that enforcement takes place of ordinances. But part of what laws are is a set of norms that bind us as a community. So we felt that having that ordinance in place um, and setting that norm and saying this is a community priority and we want to make people aware of it and hopefully uh, neighbors will be compliant when they're aware of it. That was what was most important to us. So, um, so there is a, a process for, for reaching out to conservation with complaints um, and uh, hopefully neighbors will, you know, when they understand the, how the ordinance works, will, will try to comply with it and make sure that their landscapers do that. Yeah, and it's, it's a very different audience. You know, the two or three stop and shops in town that are owned by big companies that usually like to comply with laws and not give anyone a hard time versus the myriad amount of small businesses, individuals who have a landscaper here, and then there may be five different ones on one block. 
So I think it's a very different challenge to see whether or not this particular thing will be enforced. But I agree with you. If the people want it, then like me, they're going to text our landscaper what the rules are, and they're going to hope that they're going to comply. And if they don't comply, they're going to switch landscapers to somebody who does. So I think that's where it has to come. You know, literally, I'm literally grassroots. It couldn't be any more grassroots, literally and metaphorically. So uh, Kristen (laughs) Schneeman, thank you very, very much for coming on the show and for your advocacy and my ears thank you, my peace of mind thanks you, my inner sanctum of serenity thanks you, and my yearning for peaceful weekends thank you as well. So I thank you. Thanks for the opportunity, Lisa. (laughs) Okay, Kristen <laughs> Schneeman from our RTM in Westport on the Lisa Wexler Show. Coming back, an extraordinarily talented creative director, Max Webster, to talk about the life of Pi on Broadway. And um, it's, not an, it's not a usual play. So stick around, and we'll talk about the creative process with an incredibly talented person, Max Webster, coming back on the show. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at lisa at lisawexler.com.